You are now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramail Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. ready, ready. Progressive Action is now live. What's going on? What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuzzo? You know, we here. Um, you know, big things going down. First thing I want to say, if you're listening live tomorrow, we're going to be at 195 Montague Street talking about how the union is working with management, how they don't got the, the, the members' best interests at heart, how they trying to bamboozle us and give us a brochure like it's a vacation, like they trying to sell us a vacation or something. To, to to Atlantic City or something. Exactly. Not not even nowhere faint. Not not even nowhere good. Right. Not even like to Cancun, Mexico or something nah, like they, that. Right. They want to send us to 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 uh, Atlantic City to play in a Trump <laughs> Taj Mahal or some craziness like that. Exactly. Yo, <laughs> but don't they? But but don't they send their reps on vacation? Don't the reps be going on vacation to Mexico? I want to get the brochure to where they be going. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. With these raises in this contract, we ain't gonna get any of that. No. You know, somebody had posted online about uh, food stamps or whatever. I said, listen, if we vote yes on this contract, we'll qualify with no problem. Exactly. You know, basically, uh, you know, basically, you know, we're going to continue this vote no campaign. You know, we're going to continue with uh, what's going down. But basically, yeah, you know, I'm glad that the news is coming because they really need to, you know, the public really needs to see what's really going on within this union. You know, people basically think TWU is strong and, and everything and but basically you know it's a lot of it's a lot of dividedness that's going on amongst the membership and the leadership is basically just not doing their job you know yeah that's that, that's, that's what for people sure need. they're not doing their job they're not doing their duty and what they're paid to do yeah you know yeah, for sure yeah so basically you know so what else is going on out there um i don't know it's, it's so much stuff going on you know, let's just get into the guests. Let's make this okay, yeah. Let's make this quick. Introduce the guests. All right, everybody. Well, first of all, in Progressive Action, we have our third host that's in the building with us. We have uh, Miss uh, Jocelyn Nicole McCray. Good evening, everyone. All right. And then also we have uh, back to Progressive Action. We have Mr. Harry Wills from TA Surface, Brooklyn bus operator. Good morning, everyone. All right. We also have the progressive action. We have Mr. Mike Staten from RTO, conductor, construction flagging, over 25 years of service. Good morning, everyone. And last but never least, we have Ms. Jamel Chisholm from the Stations Department. Back to progressive action. Good. To, no, no, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. All right. So basically, we have another night, everybody, where we're basically going to, uh, just like she said, we're going to set it off over here on this contract. We're going to really rip it apart department by department and main table stuff. We're really going to talk here, you know, because basically this is what people think that we do a progressive action. We just be hooting and hollering and just don't be saying nothing, 
you know, talking loud and saying nothing, as the James Brown said. But no, that's not what's going on here, especially with Mr. Harry Wills in the building. What's going on, Harry? Why are you picking on me, man? I'm not picking on you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're an intelligent brother, man. I'm just saying. You know? I mean, you and Mike, everybody is intelligent. Well, I'm first just... off, before we start, I'd like to send uh, the condolences to the Samuelson family. You know, uh, and anybody else in the TA, sir, a TA family that lost a family member, I like to give our condolences to those people. You know, um, I actually met uh, John's father, sat down, had dinner with him and his family, and they, uh, they, he was a pretty cool dude. So, again, I like to send my condolences and sorrow to the Samson family. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, every, I'm sure everybody sends their condolences, you know. I would also like to send our condolences to this contract. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know. I mean, sorry to say. I mean, you know, our condolences go out, but we're still voting no. So, I mean, yeah, you know. No doubt. No doubt. So, no. <laughs> basically. No diggity, no doubt. No diggity, no doubt. So, let's get into it. Wow. Where should we start? We should. St so, you know, let's start, I guess, from these uh, these raises to the, uh, to the uh, workers' comp, to the. We could, we could talk about the concessions, which is my personal pet peeve with this thing here. You know, they keep talk, they, they go around to these locations. First of all, bus depots, because they haven't been anywhere else yet, except for, I guess, Crystal, Crystal was at uh, Stillwell and, and JP and TA, right, with bus right. people, TA surface reps were at Stillwell Terminal. So I'm like, okay. But these people came straight out the gate. Their their home, you know, like their layer Castle Montague, as they call it, is in Brooklyn, and they basically came running uptown. You know, they basically they went to Quill Depot first. They went to Hunter Street Depot, Tuskegee, which is 100% articulated buses. If people don't know, and then they went up, then they went up to the Bronx, where there's nothing but articulated buses up there roaming right, around right. up there. So basically, you know, I I just want people to understand that this is what they did first. Now, basically, I just want to say this real quick, right? You know, um, in Map Stoa, right? Well, in general, uh, Michael J. Quill Depot. I like to call that depot for election time, and when it comes to contracts and election time, I call that the. You know how when the president, you know, like when they have presidential elections in the country, and they say Ohio and Iowa are the states to where if you win it in the in the primary, then you're guaranteed to win the election. Yeah. Well basically Quill Depot me personally, I consider Quill Depot the Ohio of the system because however the climate is at that depot will determine whether or not something to go back in past or not. So for what I understand, they didn't get a great uh you know, they didn't get a great uh response in that depot to the contract. So I said, uh oh, this they're in trouble and you know, so basically, like I said, that's just me talking. But how do you feel about the whole thing, Harry, the main table? Let's, you know, let's try to structure this show to where we talk about the main table stuff and then we'll get into our perspective departments. You know, so let's start off. Jamel, could I make one uh, sort of announcement to the members out there listening before we get into the actual contract? Okay. The ballot should have actually went out uh, last week. And if members haven't received their ballot by tomorrow, or today rather, uh, Friday, February the 3rd, they should begin to call AAA, who's actually administering the, uh, the vote for the uh, ratification ballot. And they need to call AAA at 1-800-529-5218. That number, once again, is 1-800-529-5218. One eight, 
And just so members are aware, you must be in good standing in order to receive a ballot to vote. Uh, if you haven't received it by later on today, you need to start calling AAA and make sure that they send you out a ballot so that you can receive it and send it back in on time for your vote to actually be counted. Those uh, ballots will be tabulated uh, according to the local's website on February the 10th, which will be the following Friday. So basically, you know, they're trying to really rush this vote through. No, nah, they're not. Because the people who vote in yes, they want you to send in your ballots February 13th. They want you to take your time and read the highlights. And um, February 13th, you send in your ballots. We're taking our time with it. If you vote in yes, February 13th, they want, they, they want y'all to do it last. And, you know... That's how we're doing. I don't know what Mike Staten's talking about. They want you to take your time. Only if you vote in yes. You vote in no. They want to count the no's first because they want to find out a way to cheat. So hold your, nest, your, your yes to February 13th. And if you're feeling lucky, Valentine's Day is the next day. You can send it in that day also. It's no rush. And everybody just yeah, remember, yeah. please, please, do not deface your ballot. If you're voting no, if you're voting yes, if you're voting yes, yes, write hell yes. Be, 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 very, be very, very specific on how you feel. I know you've seen the highlights and everything is beautiful. Write hell yes. Let us let them know. Let the AAA know that you feel proud about what you're doing. If you voting no, just keep it plain and simple. And no, we don't need no nothing extra. But if you voting yes. Hell yes. Let us know how you feel. Let AAA know how you feel. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful Jamel, thing. Jamel, I've been watching uh, CNN and MSNBC. I didn't see you hanging out with Trump at all. But oh. <laughs> I know you had that hookup, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but like I said, if you vote in yes, write hell yes. Be greatly appreciated. Right. But if you're right, if, again, if you if you vote no, just put no. Don't Don't write anything with it, please. Yeah, no is universal, so you yeah, know. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, about the contract, and uh, I'm I'm happy to know I asked the question the last time that I was here, and I finally got my answer what our lives are worth, uh, monetary wise, because that's what the narrative that Samuelson and the gang put out there that if uh, you can't protect us, then pay us. So apparently, our words are worth only in some instances a dollar and some change. So now that we got that answer, and uh, it's amazing to me how the narrative changed from if you can't protect us, pay us, to now uh, we got paid above the minimum, uh, excuse me, the cost of living and inflation. So I'm trying to figure out how did he get from one aspect to the other aspect. Yeah, and you know it's crazy. Like we always talk about the peak of, of what we go get, the dollar and change. When you look at tier six, everybody not at top pay. Right. So you got people at 20-something dollars an hour. <laughs> at 2.5% is not 77 cent like it is for me. It's exactly. probably like 37 cent for them. Right. So, you know, tier six people, if you're not at top pay, I advise you to vote no, and and that's it, because this contract don't benefit you at all. In fact, you lose. And they're night and weekend differentials, if I'm not mistaken, too, because there's a, there's a progression to get to the top rate in weekend night and weekend differential, too, right? No. The no, they no. You, they used to be. No, they still get the yeah, they still get the night differential for what it is, for yeah. what it's worth. For what it's worth, it's okay. still on it based on their pay. It's still crap, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. No, no, is it because it's not a percentage right now? It's not a percentage. No. Of, 
it's it's flat. So you get night yeah, differential yeah, no night matter di- what. Like, right, but no I'm just saying, no matter what, seven cents, five cents, it's you know. Yeah. It's still oh yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's still, still yeah. pennies. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Now we gonna stay on. You almost went into departmental. No, night differential is a main table no, thing, right? Table, right. So yeah. let's start st- stick with the main table, yeah, with the night the differential table. thing. Yeah. Well, like I say, of course, if, as if if everybody doesn't know, night differentials have been frozen since 1985, when Sonny Hall was in office. So whatever deal that was done back then, that's the night differentials have been frozen since then. Now I want to know who negotiated to agree. Five percent of the night differential instead of five percent of the base. Cause that seemed real silly to me. Why would you do five cent of what night differential is versus five cent of what you make an hour? Well, I guess that's one of them enhancers that we keep hearing about. Sweetness, the yeah. sweeteners. Oh, it's a sweetener. Now? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a sweetener. Yeah, we, we should have we should have diabetes by the time this contract <laughs> is, is settled down. All these sweeteners they giving us. Per- personally, yeah. I think a whole lot of us going to lose a heck of a lot of weight with these raises because we're not going to be able to afford to eat. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to eat. our purchasing power. We're not going to have purchasing power. No, no, not at all. You know, not at all. And it's amazing to me that. For a president that's supposed to be so enlightened about uh, about the economics and so on and so forth, to sit up there and, and think that uh, a dollar some change raise over two years plus let's not forget that five hundred dollar bonus. Hi, is, oh, oh. Is, is really whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we giving him too much credit. What economic knowledge he has? He said inflation and cost of living is the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said supposed to have. Ain't even supposed to. That's yeah. still too much credit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cost of living and inflation is the same thing. Right. But they give us a raise based off cost of living from the last year, which we can't apply, taken to 2016. Where's John Samuelson experts, economic experts to forecast what we go get in 2017, 2018, and 2019, which 2018 specifically say is 2.37 for mm-hmm. inflation. Right. So really, we didn't beat inflation because we getting 2.14. But I, I'm still, again, hopefully someone can answer that question of how did the narrative change? We were supposed to have been going on raises based on the death of uh, Brother Gray, uh, the, uh, the assaults every 30, how, how many? 36 hours. 36 hours, yeah, Every yeah. 36 hours there's an assault. Um, that, that was what he was basing on us getting a raise. And then now you turn around and you change and you kept talking about how you wasn't going to accept 2% when in actuality you pretty much did accept 2%. And sit up th- one of the things that killed me, you got to be careful when you start selling these raises and start selling these contracts because the language that you're putting out there and the language that you're putting in print, again, can come back and bite us on the behind later on. Because if you want to sit up there now and talk about rate of inflation and cost of living and so on and so forth, as opposed to, again, uh, people getting paid because our productivity is way up. I mean, transit ridership is way up. These people are making more money. They're spending more money. But unfortunately, the ones that are doing the work are getting pennies, and and that has to stop. Uh, Because, I mean, pretty much in 2019, we're going to be right back where we started again, right back where we started again, asking for wages. That's right. And it really, you know, these salaries uh, increases, they really don't, again, you're not going to feel it because – you know, people will still be doing the same overtime, but you're talking about a as far as base salary, an increase of a thousand dollars, a little maybe thousand or two thousand dollars, depending upon your title. So basically, again, it doesn't you, you don't feel that in this in this climate, living in New York City, you don't feel it. No, and then when you're talking about someone that's making 
over $200,000, close to $300,000. You're talking about reps that are coming out here selling you on this contract that are making over $100,000. These people are not starving. As I said on a previous show, uh, most transit workers, in order to take their family on vacation or to do anything extra, we got to work overtime. You're not doing that. I mean, the people up at the union hall is not doing that. They're not, they don't have to work overtime to send their van, uh, take their family on vacation. Uh, most of them, quite few of them, don't even come to work to work eight hours. Here it is, we're out here slaving 12, uh, 13 hours and so on and so forth. And, you know, in order to make any kind of a money or to, you know, to support our families. And meanwhile, you know, we're still behind the eight ball. I feel like it's the same thing all over again with trickle down economics, you know, with uh, Reaganomics and so on and so forth, that the same thing is happening here. That the people on the top of the union is making all of the money. But meanwhile, the people in, the, you know, the one that actually support the union is not making any money. Right. And, you know, another thing is, you know, like I said, they keep talking about um, no concessions and no givebacks. And, you know, my thing is this, you know, when it, <laughs> when it comes to labor, I don't know if you if y'all agree with me, but, you know, you can roll up Mike Quill and Roger Tucson into one person and they'll still be concessions because there's no such thing. It's a given to it's a game of give and take. So negotiations. That's what negotiations are. Exactly. So basically, you know, you you say there's no concessions, but. You know, let's basically name a couple, right? You're talking about it's still five years top pay for new hires. They're saving money hand over fist there. You're still you're talking about um, an increase in our health care contribution, that 0.5% last contract. That's money right that's money right there extra to the end back to the MTA. Right. And they down they got a cheaper health care provider, Aetna, which is a you know, which is a problem. Because people are constantly talking about how they don't pay for this and they don't pay for that. Right. But contractually, they're supposed to provide the same exact benefits, just like I said in 2002. And then they had the nerve to rewrite some more language to, but it's already there already. So why would you rewrite it? Yeah. You know, ha, you know. And then another thing is, um, again, these benefits, the longevity pay and night shift differential, they wouldn't kick in until next year. So that's also saving the money off the off the top right here, big, big time, big yeah. time, and and and, got, the, and the longevity pay to add insult to injury. Now it says here January first, twenty eighteen, but we, we get longevity paychecks in November. It's two. It's actually so two it years actually, from now. Right, exactly. It's two years from but, now. But it's amazing. The last contract we called that contract the contract to die for. Right. The this death contract, contract. This contract we call it the now and later contract. You vote for it now, you get paid for it later. <laughs> 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 I can't figure that out, man. You know, and you're talking about the OTO. Now it's all good that it it's all good that it went up to 108 hours, but you basically now saying that yo, only being able to use nine days. What kind of crap is that? Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, they really uh, nine not occurrences. Occurrences, well, occurrences. Excuse me. Right there, you go. That's right. sad. Occurrences. <laughs> right. There's a there's a, yeah. There's a really big problem with this uh, OTO portion and I feel that it's going to really work adversely against the uh, the departments, the operating departments, uh, bus operators, station department, RTO. Um, I mean, quite frankly, they should have just really left it the way it was because even though they increase the maximum hours now that you can bank, uh, like Jamel said, you, you can only use nine instances annual days per year so even if you have 108 in the bank you're only going to be able to take nine of those days over the course of the year 
and what they what they did that would really is going to work against RTO and particularly construction flaggers and, and miscellaneous work train operators. We normally, when a lot of times when we work, we, we get paid no lunches when we go out and work during the day. And we usually bank our no lunches into our OTO bank. And for many of us, you know, that's all we end up usually banking is our no lunches. And we can accumulate, you know, pretty much 72 hours over the course of a few months. But the way this language is now, we will not long, no longer be able to bank our no lunches because if you look at the language in the contract it only allows you to bank straight time so you're no longer able to bank your bonus time so they put provi uh, uh, provisions on there that will work against the operating departments uh, the other thing with respect to this OTO is uh, you know they haven't made it any easier for folks to be able to access that time. So in a lot of the operating departments, the biggest problem for us is it doesn't matter how many days you're able to put in your bank, the problem is being able to access time off when you need it. That's right. Uh, so you, you know, simply having 108 days, if you can't take, or 180 hours, if you can't use any of those, of those hours off, it's useless. John Samuelson. Right. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> It is useless. Right. And then the other the other thing that they did that works against us is normally at the end of the year, you know, a lot of times you may want to cash out time depending on, you know, how your numbers look to boost up your your numbers for the for the uh for the end toward the end of the year. Now with the cash out provision of the OTO, you can only cash out now during quarters. So in other words, say like if you need a, you know, you got a you, you was off uh, sick a couple of days and you want to boost your checkup, you know, you figure you can cash in a couple of OTO days. Well, under the provision, under these terms, you can no longer do that unless you put it in uh, with through at one of the one of the four quarters. And then they basically will pay you the next available pay period after that quarter. So, uh, you know, now it almost like you have to you sort of have to be a, a mathematician or accurate to, you know, kind of decide. Okay, you know, when am I, when am I going to cash these days in? I got to make sure I get it in, you know, within one of the four quarters. Now, what the union is promoting with that is they saying that it's a soft cap, which means that even though it says nine, management would allow more. And it was crazy because they was at the uh, shop gate at Stillwell saying that, well, this was put up the um. The nine days was put in the 2009 contract. The 2009 contract was was an arbitration award, and it wasn't mentioned nowhere in there about OTO. So what is he talking about? And this was this was a, a release rep, TO that's running around with Crystal Young. No, um, OTO time came out of the strike. That's when we first got it, right, Jamel? Yes. Right out of the strike. So what did he, he, he tell 2009? He, he said 2000. He said it was in 2009. 2009. That that management that management had um, put in a contract, and it was always nine days, but they it was a soft cap. Well, it, we we were always able to bank. It's still currently now bank. You you could bank up to 72 hours. No, but they said they only. It's the same thing in the contract now. If it's in the contract already, why would management repeat themselves? Because it's not in the contract. Exactly. <laughs> 
Right, and there's no. It's this not a soft cap. It's a very hard cap because <laughs> currently, now uh, we could basically as much time as we can bank. You know, even if you even if you reach your seventy two hours, and then you and then you use those hours. You you know you take some of those hours off. You know you can continue to take days off. So as you use days and you replenish back to the seventy two hours. You could still use the, you know, use days. Misinformed reps. We didn't have any, any, any uh, limit on the amount of occurrences or days that we could take over the calendar year, and that's the fundamental difference in this in this language now under this new agreement. So who we got to tell get the fuck out of here to Kia or Samuelson? Both. Mr. Samuelson. Yeah, both. Yeah. Get both. the fuck out of here. And stereo. I'm just going <laughs> to piggyback. Mike and also Harry knows. Whatever in this contract, if you've done arbitration, we've gone to arbitration, whatever is written, how it's written, that's exactly how management is going to say. What does it say? This is not vague. It, it says perfectly clear. Nine occurrences. That's all you're going to get. Whatever language is there, when you can use it, quarterly, that's when you can cash out. Everything is there. It's clearly written. Well, the, See, that's the thing. The language is contradictory because occurrences is treated like sicknesses. So one occurrence, I could take three, three. OTO, right. three right. OTO days. Right. That's one occurrence. Now, is it occurrences or is it uh, days, but see, it says seventy-two hours, so that's why I'm saying. That, but it's still contra- It's still up contradictory. To, to, okay, so right, it's contradictory. So right, because because basically, you can take these occurrences, but up to seventy-two hours. No, but, but it's still it's nine occurrences. It's nine. So I could have nine occurrences of three days straight. So it doesn't make sense then because the two don't make. They not, that's why when that's I mentioned right. it, but it the, says per year, so you can't have it three days straight. I mean, three times straight, nine occurrences, because it says nine occurrences per year. But you gotta understand, one occurrence could, could equal three days. Three days. Just like one, one, one and sick, sick and sick, you could have three days. You could take three days off, and that's one occurrence. That's one occurrence. Right. Yeah. So the 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 language when I hit Nick Bedell with that, because I said, hold on, this ain't right. So when I went to Nick Bedell, class of Nick Bedell. Explain days and occurrences to me. He said occurrences. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So he he brung it up. He read it and he said, "Oh, you know, that's a very good question. We need clarity on that. Why didn't y'all get this clarity at the table? Because now it's, it's contradictory. That's right. So now it's it may be forced to be a soft cap because now you have to calculate my occurrences and treat it like sick. Well, well, if you look at if you go into the uh, the line above and, and and particularly in most of the schedule driven departments. We can't actually take days off in, in increments of days. In other words, if, you, if you're in buses, if you're in RTO, if you're in station department, you can't simply take four hours or three hours of your OTO. You have to use whole days. And the language, and the language basically says that uh, OTO time shall be used in increments of whole days only. There shall be an annual cap on usage of OTO time of 72 hours except that in schedule-driven departments where OTO time can only be used in increments of whole days, employees shall be able to use OTO time in accordance with their schedule up to a total of nine occurrences per leave year. Yeah, but so that's, that, the, that's, that's the contradiction. The contradiction right. is there. So that also so that means so, that if you have a run or a job that pays <laughs> nine or ten hours, that's what you're using for the day because that's exactly what the language well, says. Well, yeah, that's well, what and, and that's the thing. If you, like... This was this was tricky about the language too. Not tricky, but people not paying attention. You're not banking your bonus. 
You only paying. You only banking the straight time. Straight now time. this is the crazy part. If you if you got a run that pays nine and change, the eight hours is not gonna cover that. So you have to work. You have to get that and some. And usually people will work two. Let's say two audios. I got twenty four hours. That's three days right there. Now, in order for me to get the same 24 hours, I got to work an extra RDO because I'm only getting paid eight hours basically for the straight time. But in Surface, they do that now, Jamel. Like when you take a a, um, a day and you use OTO, whatever your run pay is, that's what they pay the OTO time. Okay. So we're like the 72 hours, it might not even go to nine days. Because y'all total, go beat it before. Because yeah. if you have an 11 hour run, you're going to use more of your OTO time. So are we going over 72 hours to bank because we have a longer runs? See, How I is that going to go? See, I didn't know that because I, I haven't had overtime in a long time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, see, that's the problem. Like you said, it, you, it, it's, a, it's a point of what's, whatever's written in there, when it, when it gets to the point with management and they want to challenge it or whatever the case may be, they're going to bring up the contract. And they're gonna when they go in front of an arbitrator, they're gonna have the arbitrator look at what the contract is. Now, the union may say what their intent was, and management is gonna say what their intent was, and then uh, uh, the arbitrator is gonna look at the language, and he's gonna say, well, in my opinion, this was the intent, and this is the way I'm gonna rule on it. So that's why in instances like this, you have to be very specific in what your intent of what you were trying to do. Yeah. And, this, and this here is not being specific. It's, right. it's, it's, specific it's specific, but they canceling out each other. Each other right. You can't have 72 and then non-occurrences because then what's the max? Are we going with the occurrences or are we going to go with the 72 hours? Mm-hmm. Right, there you go. And, they, and all those geniuses sitting at the table, <laughs> it took a guy with three years on the job to figure this shit out, right? Exactly. <laughs> they, they, after they finish with they also have an attorney look at right. it too. And see, one of the things that they that they bank on that they hope when they come out and they make their rounds to all of the different locations is they don't really get into the weeds of the language. You know, they, they, they go around, they sit there, they want to give you the highlights and the nice, glossy stuff. And they tend to stay away from the, the more controversial elements of the contract. Like the sick leave cash out. Well, the, 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 thing, oh my the, the, the thing is, the thing is, but the thing is this, though, even they highlights is controversial. They highlight, oh, you could leave, you could, um, retirees, you could leave with half your sick time, but they not explaining it at all. But it's there, but they're only telling you you could just cash out. They ain't saying it's a pilot program. They ain't saying that the, the overall bargaining unit, unit have to improve their, their um, attendance by two days. They not saying that if it's a day and a half management and, uh, and the union get back to the table to see if they cancel the program or not. They not telling nobody that. No, it's just Ma- that, huh? No, no manager has the right to cancel it. I don't even no, think they can no, talk no. about it. And one and a half days. One and a half days. One yeah. and a half okay, days. Right. They go they back talk, to the. They, they could talk about they it. Could talk about it. But right. if it's not cost effective to their business, they go cancel it. That's what we got to understand. MTA is running a business, and they treating us like they running a business, and the union is allowing them to treat us. Like they're running a business. When does the union go step in and say, "No, these are humans. We not machines." And I'm and I'm gonna read off right the the, the lines with um the um the language, little bit of language here, right? It says, in order for this pilot program to continue, there must be a minimum of there must be at minimum two day in- decrease in overall leave usage for employees represented by the union. The categories of leave usage included in this in this calculation uh-huh. shall mm-hmm. be paid sick leave, uh-huh. 
unpaid sick leave, AWOL, mm-hmm. leave of absence, and workers' compensation IOD. How do you yeah. put comp in that? No, but, really? that, but that's the thing. See, the thing is that they touching everything that's not fe- federally regulated. Right. They F- can't, they FMLA, can't touch FMLA would never be there because then they have problem with the feds. The way the state is moving with workers' comp, they able to maneuver it and, and play with it. That's why the governor is doing stuff to play with workers' comp, too. Well, we all know that program is going to be canceled. Exactly. So we just want to let the seniors know. Exactly. You will <laughs> not be getting let me tell you something. Don't get your hopes up. Exactly. Let me tell you like, something. Them seniors go stick around to vote Samuelson out. If they can't leave next year off the promise he gave them, exactly. they sticking around for the rest of next year to vote them out. But question, because, um, again, I need clarif- clarification on it also. Um, so, because I know Steve Downs has sent out an email to people saying if you had put your papers in, pull them back and then uh, put them, go, go forward. Well, well, let, let's save that and put that in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. They go forward. They go forward after May. So, my thing is that is anybody that was intended to retire, will they still be able to retire after this contract is ratified, or do they got to wait till next year in order to retire? They got to wait till next year in order to get it. So yeah. that that's that's my point. It's just it's just too much of next year. Everything with this contract, like I said, now or later. We got a we got we got <laughs> a on, we got an on time contract, but everything else is late arrival. <laughs> that's just like a plane landing. You want to land your plane and the wheels can't come out. Yeah. <laughs> What's but, the sense? Even with the sick time cash out. So let's say the pro they start and then you retire while the program is good. Are you getting your, your sick time? Or once they cancel it, they're like, Well, who cares? You, you won't know to two thousand eighteen if the if the programs go go on or not. Yeah, or or you get it and then let's say you get it and then next year they cancel it. Then what about the other people that wasn't able to get it? I mean again, this is a, a it's a very selective contract geared towards certain people in order to get certain people to vote in favor of it. Um, and which again is horrible. It's a horrible horrible way to run a union because you you you're segmenting everyone. So now if I'm get, if I'm about to retire and I'm saying, Oh well I can get my I can get some extra money then those people are going to vote. But meanwhile, you're leaving a lot of broken hearts and, and you know, and the leech. And, that, and that's not a cool thing to do. And does the language say something about um, you have to have a certain amount of sick days or you could cash out any amount? Willie Rivera had, I guess, his shop gate. He said that um, he made a, a mention that if a bus operator, he, he was like, most bus operators don't have a lot of um, sick time because, I guess, of their occupation. And he said, well, if you got five sick days in your bank, you could cash it out. God bless Willie Rivera Hart. Yeah, I think I did read somewhere where it said that you can cash out but no matter how much. Yeah. That's like 25% though. Because remember, it's going to I thought it was 50%. It's 50% and then you got to worry about the taxes, right? Yeah, so, so if you got you five, what are you going to get? Two and a half? There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty so, much what it is. Well, it's like yeah. 25%. Why don't you just, you got five days left, just go out five days sick. How about you get paid 100%? How about but that? The program is not going to last. Like, look at the jobs that we have. You're just getting injured on workers' comp alone on this job. So here's the thing with this this pilot program. Right, Because the you have the seniors thinking that they're going to leave with 50% of their time. 
because they're not going to go out on comp or whatever. They like, you know, I'm going to have my attendance really good so I can make money, pad my pension and then cash out my sick time. But then you have the middle people like every what 36 hours, someone's being assaulted. So what are you supposed to come to work with a black eye because you want someone to cash out 50 percent of their sick time? <laughs> Please explain that to me. Like, I'm not understanding this. Don't pack your bags yet. Right, exactly. Not not to jump forward, but with the new workers' comp piece in there, I guess you will be coming to work. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Harry. Oh yeah, we the got the PPO. Yeah. You having an IME, right? As yeah. a, a PPO and an IME on transit side. Well, you ain't got no chance. <laughs> you ain't got no chance. Exactly. You, you have no chance. Threat. So Go I, back to you work. better off going to see Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in 2008, there was a bus operator. You got to talk over the live studio audience, claps. You can't just stop. We on the time schedule. <laughs> there was a bus operator, I believe in 2008. He had got assaulted. His eye was busted. I don't know if you remember this. Um, he went to the IME. And they put him back to work. The guy could hardly see it. Still, you know, his eye is really puffy and everything. And I believe it was Frank Austin and um, Brian Clark. They brought that to Roger's attention. Do you know Roger got that, that um, doctor, that IME doctor fired? So imagine, there's no safeguards now. So if you're going to add this PPO, people are going to be going back to work being injured. And we're going to have no say whatsoever. I mean, I, I wish somebody would go to work injured with an eye and crash and kill somebody and let the MTA be held responsible for that. How can you send somebody to work with messed up eyes? Well, when I was out in 2008, the IME tried to put me back to work even though I was taking medication. And I'm looking at him. I'm saying, really? He said, yeah, you, you, you can go back to work. I said, um, what time do you leave the building? He goes, why? I said, because when I'm driving a bus, even though my route is nowhere near, I want to make sure that I'm coming down your way. So then <laughs> when I run somebody over, it could be you. The man looked at me and he said, okay, no work. <laughs> but it's crazy. We got to play games. First of all, they don't take our health serious, period. No health studies on this job whatsoever. The last one was done during Roger administration. Exactly. We are, we are. June Fisher. Yeah. We are, we are long overdue for a health study. No health study, but you allow management to assign this workers' comp PPO thing. That's only going to hurt us. Samuelson, did you think PPO was a Scrabble letter or something? Like, like I know Scrabble is your favorite game, but our lives is not a game. And no, we're not, we not here to play around with you. Of course not. But if you notice, so much, uh, so much of these sweeteners or whatever you want to call them, enhancers, uh, basically dealing with availability of the union Correct. trying to increase the availability of the not membership. the union the 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 union oh yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah yeah I mean so much of it is about increasing availability and again you know again getting into these these shortened work weeks which I think are horrible you know again it's all about increasing availability for management and I think even in the TA surface part of it is when they're talking about a certain instance they actually mention. Um, part-time bus operators. So it makes you wonder if a, if a lot of this stuff is to try to stay away from part-time bus operators. This is their way of trying to stay away from that. So it's, it's just amazing to me of so many of the things that's in this union and this contract that has to do with availability. Now we was talking about something earlier, um, me and you Harry, about um, the ratio between MAPSTO and TA Surface. <laughs> What is the what, what's the problem with that? Like, because I know it's supposed to be more TA surface 
the map store. Yeah, because but, of civil service. But yeah, but, but they violate in the civil service law. If 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 we could get the numbers that says, hold on, there's more map store people than TA Surface. What could we do? Well, um, again, I know, I think Lloyd had, when he was still working, I think Lloyd had filed a grievance on it. It was pulled, Lloyd Archer. And then to my understanding, JP filed a grievance on it, and it was pulled. And I'm trying to figure out, well, if you file a grievance as an officer, then there must be something wrong. And how come it was pulled? And when it was pulled, how come you didn't say anything as an officer? Why didn't you speak up to say, well, my department's getting killed. I saw the numbers from the mass membership meeting where it said MAPSTOA has over 10,000 people. And I know it was an increase because of the computer uh, specialist that they hired and put into MAPSTOA. And as far as the bus operators, we're below 4, uh, 5,000, which we used to have that number, 5,000. But now if you look at the recent hirings of bus operators, it's more MAPSTOA operators being hired than there are TA surface operators. And who you think is pulling these grievances? It's got to be Samuelson or, you know, but again, whether it's Samuelson or not, and JP, JP's job is to protect TA surface division. And obviously he's not doing that if he's allowing a grievance to be pulled for maybe some other side deal, you know, well, don't say anything about this and we'll give you X, Y, Z. You know, but meanwhile, you're, you're, you're weakening this division. You did that by, by allowing 126th Street to be absorbed into MAPSTOA, which again, you violated people's seniority. Okay, so um, what, what's, what's, what's coming next? I mean, because again, when you start talking about numbers, uh, right now, um, non-civil service outweighs civil service as far as it is in Department of Buses. And that's crazy. It's not supposed to be like that. No, it shouldn't be like that. And Harry, how does MTA bus factor into that as well? Well, again, they're not, um, they're not civil service. And from my understanding, they were calling people that had taken a civil service exam and telling them that we don't have um, jobs in civil service. And TA surface. And TA surface, but, but we, we can put you into MTA bus, MTA bus or MAPSTOA. Now, the thing that kills me about that is that if you put them in MAPSTOA, then you turn around and you stick them in TA surface. So apparently you do have the spots in TA surface. Hmm. But, I mean, again, it's like no one saying anything to people that are supposed to be uh, correcting this issue. I mean, if you look at the language of a division chairman, uh, which a lot of people get wrong, they say the division chair run the division, but the language and the bylaws state that the division committee administers to the affairs yeah, of the, the division. division. And that's two things, two different things as far as running the division and administering to the affairs of the division. So if you see that more MAPSTOA operators being hired and put in the TA, then you're not doing your job as, a, as far as uh, administering to the affairs of the division. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a whole bunch of corruption to me. They know exactly what's going on, but refusing to do anything about it. You know, basically, I know that these MAPSTOA officers they don't, you know, to this day, they don't like bus consolidation. Mm -hmm. They don't like it because, again, it strips away at the fabric of what Map Store always was as far as pick practices, as far as, uh, you know, 152nd, just all these things in general. It, it, it strips away from Map Store, so they don't like it. So basically, that's something to be mindful of also because you never know what these guys will agree to behind closed doors. It cuts at them, they thief them. Yes. Yeah. But, but see, the thing that kills me, too, is that you, you had a big difference with when uh, Roger negotiated um, surface consolidation. Uh, it was the, the offices of MAPSTOA and, and TA Surface that came up with how that was going to work. But Roger didn't stop there. He didn't say, well, I'm allowed, I'm going, I want you to vote on this now, and then afterwards you're not going to have any say-so. After... We came up how TA, uh, uh, surface consolidation was going to work. 
then the people that it affected was allowed to, to vote on it again to see if it was something that they wanted. And that was the difference between now and, th and then, where now you're voting on something that's going to be implemented and you have no say-so once it's implemented on whether or not you still want to keep it or not. You're talking about uh, officers who really, most of them haven't been on the bus in years. So these are the people that's deciding on your future. And that shouldn't be. I mean, again, whatever you're going to come up with this four-day work week, I should be allowed to vote on it to say whether or not I want it or not. So I don't understand why you're not giving us that opportunity, but yet everybody want to sit around and keep talking about what Roger did, what Roger did, what Roger did. Roger still gave the members that it affected the opportunity to vote once the officers sat down and came up with the way uh, surface consolidation was going to work. Now, OA voted, TA surface voted, and um, 126th Street voted. And everybody voted on super seniority except for 126th Street. 126th Street voted that they wanted to be absorbed into Mapstow and seniority order, which, again, it, it wasn't right. So now you turn around and you vote on something, and you're able to get what you, you, know, what you lost anyway. So, it, again, it's not fair. But members were allowed to vote on that situation after the fact. And I think with this four-day work and anything else that they're talking about formulating committees on, the membership should be allowed to vote on it again once they come up with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I found it to be ridiculous anyway, that four-day four work week. I mean, you know, again, these are officers that have time on a job, 20 years. How much time does JP have, 20? Yeah, probably about 20. About 20 years. So why would you want to vote, you know, why would you guys put language, allow language to be put in the contract that will cut your members' throats? later on because they're only one looking at one avenue they're looking at the availability avenue they're not looking at the fact that you're going to have an overabundance of operators because as i spoke about the last time i was here you're talking about on a four-day work week that's 52 days that i won't be working this year so you times that by four thousand and some odd operators that's how much availability you're going to have now so now you're talking about based on 10 hour work weeks and i think that's somewhere said only a certain amount of runs are going to be 10 hours and this is what i'm supposed to leave up to these officers to figure out what's the percentage of runs that's going to be 10 hour work you know 10 hour days or whatever the case may be so i mean i don't I would like I said as an as an operator, I would like to have the opportunity to vote on my future, not vote on a blind future, and that's what you're doing with this contract. Right, and basically, but it's not gonna, but it's not gonna be something that's gonna put more money in members' pockets. Oh, no, no, it definitely. Won't. And, and 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 that's the part that I speak about because another give back under this administration is interline bus routes. Right, and this is something we spoke about before, Harry. The way I'm saying to myself, you know, you guys glorify our tick pay. Our tick pay is it, okay. It, it, listen. It's been the same for 20-something years, but my thing is a lot of people don't are not missing it. Really, you know, you don't, you know, you're not missing nothing that you don't know was, was there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then another thing is it doesn't benefit all surface operators. Correct. It benefits a few. Right. If 20% if 20%, like we were talking about before, Mike, it doesn't benefit a whole lot of people. Out in TA service, one depot, one bus line. Correct. Okay, and if you people are being sold a dream that they're going to expand it, no, they're not, because where are they going to park those motherfuckers at? That's right. It's getting to the point. It seems like any SBS service that they're doing lately, they're doing them with the regular-sized buses. Right. Because one more thing quick, because I don't want to take up the whole show. Right. But um, I have to laugh at this accident review, uh, review system that they have set up here. <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out, on a one-time basis, the authority agrees to provide preventable accident training as set forth in paragraph 6A to elected union officials and union attorneys who have not previously received such training. 
Such training will be scheduled on, at the discretion of the authority. In the future, such training will be continued, will continue to be provided as set forth in paragraph 6A in conjunction with the training of newly selected preventable accident arbitrators. Now, again, I'm trying to figure out why would you have to put this in a contract. When I was a division chair, every time they brought in new arbitrators and they trained them, we went up to the, to the, to the, um, to the, uh, to the schoolroom and, and watched the training. Myself, Barry Roberts, uh, Bill Pelletier, we all sat in on this training anyway. So I'm trying to figure out what's the purpose. Now, if, what you should have put in here is that operators will receive preventable accident training. Because you can walk into any depot, any garage right now and ask an operator, explain to you what is a preventable accident, and they can't because they're not being trained on what a preventable accident is. So to sit up there and say that the, the officers are going to be trained. So you mean to tell me all this goddamn time that y'all are doing hearings, y'all don't know what the hell of a preventable accident is? So that, that, that right there should scare the hell out of everybody that has been to hearings with these cats that they want training on what a, on accident preventability. Well, meanwhile, the operator who's getting into that accident and when a dispatcher comes out, they ask you, well, what happened? They don't say, tell me what you did to prevent the accident because that's two different statements. So they're asking you what happened. So what you're going to do, you're going to tell them what happened. I was going to the intersection and a car hit the, um, hit the bus. Well, you should say, I was going to the intersection, covering my brakes. I saw the car. I stepped on my brakes. The car hit the bus. Okay, but then that way, the second statement showed what I did to prevent. I blew my horn, so on and so forth. The second statement showed what I did to prevent the accident, where the first statement just told, I just told you what happened. So meanwhile, when I'm writing up my accident report, I'm writing down what happened. I'm not, asking, I'm not writing down what I did to prevent. So you're telling me, again, an officer who's been holding arbitration hearings don't know what a preventable accident is, that now, all of this time, now you're asking for training? <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Exactly. So there's something wrong with that. So that's that's my point. It's it's too much crap in here about uh, officers receiving training. Where again, if you're an officer, you should know that already. Again, when I, I made the offer to Willie of coming down and testifying as an expert on behalf of of the operators, and his re uh, reply to me was, "Well, we went on all the preventable accidents." Well, not according to this. <laughs> not according to this. You're not winning crap because you need some training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know another thing that i want to talk about harry is it says here at the third provision road swing facilities basically swing rooms okay <laughs> basically. now basically right now correct me if i'm wrong in the 2002 agreement and it's still there in the language it says ga surface has to maintain at least four swing rooms in brooklyn correct Okay. Now, didn't this administration have those swing rooms closed? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now you basically want to sell back uh, and re rewrite it and rewrite it in the contract as as road swing facilities. Something is spectacular. But but again, this is a health and safety issue, and to me, this doesn't belong in a contract. You know that these are issues out there that our members are having problems with. You shouldn't have to wait every three or four years to sit down <laughs> and have these damn discussions. Right. That's well, meanwhile, people bladders are be exploding and they're getting infections and every damn thing else. This is another thing that should not be in a contract. This is something that should have been straightened out well before contract time came along. Oh yeah, that's something. That's something. That's something that's divisional, and they can take care of that in the division because that's where the budget would come from. You know, that money will come out the budget anyway to pay for the um, what um, you know, to pay the rent for the rooms. Right. Because my thing is now, 
you know, I tell people I'm the one in Mapstow uptown. I'm the one that cleans these swing road swing facilities uptown. Okay. Now my thing is, I'll tell you that it's a issue now. It's an issue with real estate, limited real estate, and it's That's an right. issue with higher rents. That's right. Because now you're talking about rents now at ten thousand dollars. The swing rooms that they do have up at Bainbridge, last stop on the D line up there, the rent is probably about three thousand, four thousand dollars. Okay, and they've had that room for well over 25 years from what I was told. Yeah. And 92nd in York, again, another room that they've had probably about 30 years. Yeah. Again, the rent is cheap because they signed long leases back then. But now going into something brand new and you're still talking about something shabby somewhere, again, 10 grand easy. Yeah, because we used to have one on, on the 65 and the 61, which stops downtown Brooklyn. We used to have uh, one Smith Street. That was the swing room. But again, because of rents or whatever the case may be. Then they started telling us, well, you got 180 Livingston and 130 Livingston. And this is, again, during the Willie and JP administration that they say, well, you got, they want you to walk around the corner. If you got to go to the bathroom real bad, ain't no walking around no damn corner. You took, and that, and no, that's a long block. And then if, if, if it's after a certain time, 180, you got to walk around to Skimmerhorn Street. You're not, you can't go in on Livingston Street once they close. So you got to walk around to the back. Then, like I said, you got to walk that long block up to block to um, to Borum Street, to, to you know, from Smith Street. And then walk right to the bathroom. So, uh, again, and, and McNally and myself had this argument a while back because I was telling them, you know, y'all keep talking about the end of the line. What about bathrooms in the middle of the line? Because you need bathrooms in the middle. I shouldn't have to hold my urine or whatever until I get to the end of the line to go to the bathroom. You need bathrooms in, in, in the middle of the line and along the route. So then, therefore, I can pull my bus over and go take care of my business. But he wanted to argue with me because I told him these are, these are things that should be included on your trip sheet. I mean, not on your trip sheet, but on your, um, your what's the name report where they give you time points. That should be included. Yeah, your paddle. Yeah. That should be re- included on this. Uh, and this thing was, well, all the senior members know. I said, what about people that's not senior? What about people that are um, on the extra list that's working that line for that particular day? And I said, but w- wait a minute. Why are you f- arguing with me on this? This is not your money. This is management that should be putting these things on it. So right. why do you have a problem with that? Well, see, back in the day, they used to do that, Harry. Mm-hmm. They used to have a list in the depots. They used to have a listing of all the places for you to go to the bathroom. And they had it posted up. Now, why they got it a secret now, I don't know. Right. And then I personally know now that because a manager, a, a couple of managers, of t- road managers have told me this, that they have a list, of, in Manhattan at least, they have a list of places where bus operators are allowed to go to the bathroom and they pay these people. Mm-hmm. Instead of, see, because I dump off supplies to a couple of spots in Manhattan downtown, but places, but there are a million places and they basically pay them like a couple of hundred dollars a month yeah. just to allow operators yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, they do that in Brooklyn, too. They oh. do that in certain spots in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Now, the flip side to that is, with our members, right, is, now, we all know how there's savages in these depots, paper, paper towels and writing on walls and stuff like that. So, that's happened through the years also to where merchants said, listen, I don't want these guys using the bathroom no more because this is what they do. Right. So, that's also, that's also an issue with bus operators thinking that, you know, again, somebody's there to clean up behind them. Well, hell, they think even I may go up in there and clean up behind. I'm like, listen, that's not the case, you know. So that's what I mean when I say you can't, you know, the members again, the membership is detrimental to themselves when they just a lot of stuff that they do. I have a question for stations. Um, what's going on with the station agents? Like, is there job protection for them in this contract? 
I know they have the station agents of the future thing. Like I'm a lot of them need clarity because they don't know what's going on if they're gonna even have a job to the end of the contract. Well, um, if you don't know, this is to let everyone else know that John Mooney um, filed a grievance because we started um, in our department hiring temporary assignments, having temporary assignments. And um, when we looked up these assignments with DCAS, these things have to be partitioned. You have to send a petition to DCAS in order to hire somebody temporary because you're saying there's no station agent um, test out and that you don't have anybody available to fill these positions. And there was a test that was given in 2015 and they still have not certified this list where they can hire people off this list. And then there's another thing, you could hire um, provisionals. Why, do, why did the authority decide to use temporary people as opposed to provisionals? Because something is coming down the pipe. We don't know what it is. Um, we go, our next step is arbitration. We went to step one and we went to step two. And we asked that the authority provide us with this information. Now, I feel that the authority is very brazen. Um, I feel they just decided to hire these temps and they didn't even ask permission from the Department of Labor, nor did they go to DCAS. They just hired people. So this is something that's going to be, uh, we're going to be dealing with and along with this contract where it's saying that we're given for new technology because they don't even know where this is going to go. If you look at the wording, it's it's very vague. Uh, they're gonna meet on a semi-annual basis to try to find out where people are gonna go. Something is in the works, and we're being left in the dark. A lot of the contract is is after the contract is ratified, then 90 to 120 days, a lot of things gonna be happening. But even with provisionals, um, the MTA break the law with that also because a provisional is not supposed to last longer than nine months unless there's a shortage and there's no test out. Transit hasn't certified a list in probably the last three years. So there's something definitely wrong with that that needs to be looked into. Because I took, I took ATD um, two years ago, and I have not got my list number or anything. And they, they got 16 months to establish a list, according to civil service. And that time was up last November. So... You know, they, nobody challenging them on these things. Well, we are. We're taking them to arbitration, so. You got to take know. them to court. Like, this, this is a court matter. They breaking civil service law. This don't have nothing to do with, because arb arbitrators, I don't even know if they reference the law. They go by the contract, MTA arbitrators, right? Correct. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, it, that, that fight, that's going to be, that fight ain't going to go nowhere. You got to take them to court. You know, the thing with, um, test exams and stuff like that now is um, ever since they was able to administer the exams themselves and since um, 20, July of 2011 um, basically I believe they have the people down there at Livingston Street or the BSC people that uh, that take all those applications those applications online and physical applications they process them and then that's how they you know basically they handle it themselves in transit you know, so basically, you don't have people down the DCAS where they were more thorough, and they follow the and they follow the law down to the T. You know, so that's what's going on with why, you know, people 
the way they take it so long with giving you your score because with DCAS, remember you took an exam, you got your score like that, you know? Yeah, but I think DCAS still overlooks the score. The MTA just administered the test. I think DCAS is still in charge of the scoring. So it's something up. I I think that um, the MTA is taking a long time to give DCAS the test results because I think TA workers is practice for the test. They handle it. Yeah, and then, TA workers are practice because when you go take the exams, when you go to the schools, it's TA workers that's there. But I I, I believe um, what's in the, the civil service, DCAS is still in charge of establishing the list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They are. So something is up with the transfer between the people taking the test and giving it to DCAS. Mm-hmm. And DCAS not even ensuring that they're doing the right thing. The MTA is doing the right thing. Jamel, how much is this? Uh, do y'all get for this uh, uniform cleaning allowance that they have in there? Okay, we, 50, I think it was $59 or so, something after tax, $54. It's supposed to be increased, I guess, with this contract to $100. Oh, and so, so a, y'all already get a cleaning allowance? Yeah, we only, for $54. So I why does it say first time? First time for, for CTAs, oh, okay. station cleaners. Oh, station cleaners, okay. Right, first time that's, for station cleaners. And that's $54, what, annually? Annually, what the hell is that? So what you go? What you go wash the tie? Yeah, how many times are you supposed to? What are you going to wash with your a, uniforms with fifty-four dollars? Ivory soap. <laughs> That's not going to get it either. Right, <laughs> rainwater. <laughs> You'd be lucky if you get that. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking? Not even that's not even uh, being able to wash like once a week. But the the <laughs> the, the, the union new narrative is uh, it's going up. When I spoke to Nick Bedell. I said, Nick Bedell, how much is the, the night differential? Seven cent, but we was like this for 30 years. We, we. Like, now, we, yeah, right, yeah. Like, like Nick now, Bedell was down, now, right? Now it's, now it's going up. Going up, you could have kept that seven cent, to be honest. It's not going to make or break my life. They seven keep, cent? Same thing with that $500 bonus. That's how I feel. Nah, you could give me that $500 bonus. <laughs> but you're not getting $500. I mean, if, even if it's $200, exactly. you could give it to but me. I'm, I'm still questioning, because I know they say it's pensionable. How? What part of it is pensionable? Based on our percentage no, that you know, we pay? But you got to understand who it's coming from. It's coming from Samuelson. The man who thinks that inflation and cost of living is the same thing, who probably thinks that taxes and pensions are the same thing but, also. But you know why they did that, too. <laughs> Again, when, when Roger got us the $1,000 bonus and people were crying about that it wasn't pensionable, so he decided to make it pensionable. But again, we're talking about, what, 2% uh, our pension we pay in the pension? 2%, yeah. yeah, yeah 2%. 2%. So you're talking about 2% of $500? Now, what's amazing is that What's amazing is this. Yeah, you're right. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, 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 <laughs> right. Well, but, Harry, but, that's, that's those of us that are in the 25-55. Exactly. Uh, tier 4. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, tier right. 4. You know. Right. So, well, it's still going to be the lowest. It's going to be, be, lowest, it's gonna right. be 2.5%. Now, is this going to be a separate check? Or is Probably, this going to be included? Yeah, a separate check. A separate check. Oh, okay. So it could be pensionable. Yes, but again, what do we talk about? Two percent? Exactly. How yeah. much of it is pensionable? Yeah, really? Exactly. <laughs> what? Three dollars? <laughs> exactly. Just keep, keep, just keep it, man. It's gonna make exactly. a break. Uh, when since when bonuses is given at the end of the term? Yeah. Yeah, they usually give them up front. In, in front, yeah. Up front, Has right. the signing bonus. Right. What's this? The I hope I make it through the next twenty eight months bonus. <laughs> But Helen, we couldn't get a thirty-six month contract. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would. Another question. This is my puzzled whole me. problem. We can't get a thirty-six month contract, and that five that five hundred dollars is not compounded. Right. 
Give me if they if they That's said it thing, was yeah. worth a half a percentage point, well, give me a half a percentage point. At least that'll trap. That'll come with. That'll come with you. Yeah, you're living that through your entire life through transit. You get that five hundred dollars now. That's done. Well, That's it. Well, That's this, done. this goes on. I believe the twenty eight months was a political thing, not only for Samuelson but for Cuomo. They want to re up. Um, Cuomo go run for president in twenty twenty. Our contract is up, what, 2019, right? Correct. So what they're going to do is that Cuomo is going to make every union happy, and he's going to give us nice raises next contract because he wants to be president. There's no way he go piss off all the unions and give us 2% again. I think that the reason for the 28-month deal, like I said, it's just an educated guess, is because this current capital budget is finished in 2019 so it may have something financially to do with that he can't they couldn't give us the trust me cuomo is running for president 2020 we go get a new president but the, but that's not until what december of, of yeah exactly correct exactly so we're still talking about a whole year and some change in advance that cuomo uh because he's not running until i mean this contract expires in may may of 2019, may of 2019. which again it doesn't make any sense but Again, Cuomo's not going to be running. Even if he ran, he wouldn't get elected until December. He wouldn't be taking office until January of twenty. Exactly, but, but imagine if the contract was thirty-six months. It would go into twenty. It would actually go into twenty twenty, after, after he got in or whoever the next president is. So he's trying to leverage. He's he's gonna give us a good contract. But think about but, but think about what you're doing to us yeah. as a union. Because again, it, let's say for instance, That's, our election is in twenty eighteen. Now whether it's him. That wins, hopefully not, or somebody else that wins. You're only giving them a five month window to prepare for the next contract, right? Which is insane. Well, exactly. well, because the, the thing, the con, a deadline don't necessarily mean a deadline for the next president. We could go past that deadline, right? I mean, because, <laughs> yeah, but but just but just like Family you said, if that. Right, right. <laughs> if you if 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 we were to keep the deadline, then basically you're right. You know, basically let's just say whoever's in there, no matter what. You'll be focusing on trying to get elected next year. Right. You're not going to be focusing on mobilizing for a contract. I'll, I'll, I'm easily contract. I don't think that's the reason why this was done. There, there's another underlying reason. Oh, of course. I mean, it's, it's another reason. It's a it's a win win for Samuelson, whoever tried to run on his team or him, because he could say, "Why change guards in the middle?" And the answer to that question is because look what the fuck you did already. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the reason for that. Okay, <laughs> that's the simple reason. I can, right. I can give you the long division. We've been we've been giving them the long division all year. Yeah, and it's gonna continue after this contract is ratified. I mean, because you didn't do any organizing, and you had how much time now to do organizing? Seven so years. You want, you want to know what? I, I, I mean, wanna... I mean, look at this. We talking about five percent over. 28 months in, in this in this uh, contract. His last contract, five-year contract, 8%. Right. I mean. This, this is his norm. This is his norm. Know. Now, I want to play, play a clip that I listened to that Jocelyn has sent to me, and I found it very strange. And I want y'all to listen to the key word that this man says in this. This is regarding the, um, the GCS workers, where they was being mistreated by um, – Oh, you mean the ones that he let them fire first yeah, before they yeah. hide them back at the lower rate? Now listen to this clip because I found this very, very funny that he that he used this word. They have a plantation mentality, right along with the whip cracking of workers that I spoke about before, and they may be they may be from North Carolina, but in this particular instance, 
the, the plantation he's running is right on Northern Boulevard, and it's your responsibility. And I Hold on. Plantation. What about the plantation at 2 Broadway? What about the, the, the slave owners and other slave masters at 195 Montague Street? Mr. Samuelson, where did you get plantation justice from? A person that you don't like that destroyed this union, you complain? Yeah, yeah, I do recall that. I do recall that being used before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does sound familiar. Yeah, so, familiar. but yeah. but he snuck that in, whipping the, cracking the whip. So who's the cracker? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be real. He's calling somebody a cracker. In order for in order for the whip to be cracked, who's cracking the whip? Right, but the thing yeah. that kills me is that you made that statement, and again with our contract. You turned around and, and, and if you can't protect us, pay us. And then you say the same thing with them. They're living on a plantation. And all you did was get them back damn near to the same money to, that they were making before they were all terminated. Not only that. See, I played this, too, because Samuelson did not address discipline right. at Plantation Justice right. 2 Broadway right. here at all. So how can you talk about somebody's cracking? How the hell you know what's going on in North Carolina, first of all? Well, no. But you ain't going to speak about nothing that's going on in New York City. Hold on. Hold on, cuz. He did address discipline. Okay. There's a, <coughs> another provision here where it talks about minor customer complaints. Oh, yeah. So he did address discipline. Yeah, no, but 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 but, but that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's has the thing. control over that's discipline, the thing. basically. That's basically, the thing. Yeah. Custom, customer complaints is not controlling discipline. He's not addressing how many people is down at Two Broadway really for customer complaints? Not a lot. Everything is other bullshit that's going on. You know what I'm saying? You uh, uh, conduct unbecoming, getting locked up out of work. You facing 30 days for some shit that you did outside of work. You know what I'm saying? This customer complaint shit. And then once this this get to the customers that they can make a report and get us in trouble, even they, if it's what is it a reinstruction or whatever it is, what is what is listed as? They don't as? treat customer cl complaints as minor. So it, no 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 and, and right then, and then, and hold on what, but that's what it's hold on no no hold on <laughs> examine it remember we bond we we bind it by the by the word and right the word is the word is the bond in there right mm -hmm. what is minor right but they make that determination no but but it needs to it's be not, clarity right and it's very hard it it's, it has included more in this uh, minor customer complaint procedures because now they added. In there, it includes allegedly serious misconduct, can be obscene language. That wasn't in the old contract. Well, customers. So if you cuss a customer, if I call you, well, allegedly, I was supposed to have called you a motherfucker. And maybe I didn't. Maybe it said motherfucker or whatever. Or maybe I didn't say anything. So if a customer alleges that, then it's no longer, that's that what, what was it's considered no a, minor, a right. minor is now not considered that. And that's crazy. So they tightened up. The they tightened up. He, he let it tight. They, he let them tighten it up under him. I wanna, under his reign. Well, Whose side is he on? I told y'all. I told y'all months ago. You can't tell management from the union anymore. They, they doubling. You, you, got, you got these um, <laughs> like, like Superman figures. <laughs> they doubling. You clock can't. <laughs> you don't know if they clock in a Superman now. I don't want to get into the, well, the, the, the Bernie Mac well, side of it. The motherfucker <laughs> went to the motherfucker and the motherfucker. <laughs> and then when the motherfucker. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> to me, they tighten up what is not a minor. What could be considered exactly. a minor. They tightened it up. I, I got a question, though, here for, for my sisters here. Um, <laughs> I know we're uh, going with this. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. 
Here we Bring go. it on. Come oh, on. Yeah. Listen, Mike, you, you missed the sexual harassment show. So I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get a yeah. Get some uh some understanding on the language around the women's issue. Mm-hmm. And um the expression of breast milk locations. Um, uh, I, I guess my question is, would sisters that are pregnant or lactating, would you actually want to nurse or produce milk on the job? At the steel dust um, factory. Exactly. Basically, would you <laughs> oh, yeah. want to whip let's, out your tatas and, and squeeze some milk out? Let's, let's call it let's what it really is. Let's really discuss that. Thank because you. Because one, the, the, the letter, because it's nothing direct, it's a letter agreeing to have a conversation exactly. about these issues. Okay? So it's basically me telling you, I'm going to talk to you later about that. Mm-hmm. Nothing is concrete. Yeah, and then it says continue. But do, yeah. but discuss, do, moralize. It's after ninety days after but, the contract. But do our union sisters want to have that talk with gonna, uh, with I'm management? I'm going to get to that part. So it's a continued talk. Now, for any woman who's been pregnant or is pregnant or is nursing, you have like for your health and your body issues. Yes, you have to go and pump your milk. You have to do it. So whether you decide to do it in the restroom or, you know, the thing, here's the thing in buses, I could take a person and go back to the depot and go in the locker room where I feel comfortable in doing it at. That's not the same way for you guys in trains. It may not be the same thing for a station agent to disappear for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so, yes, it needs to be addressed, but it does not need to be a conversation. We all came here through a woman and had to go through these things. So for this to be a conversation, a topic of discussion that we'll talk about 90 days after the contract will be ratified. Like, but did women just come we, to the job? Exactly. Did, no. And, 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 that's, what I, and that that's my thing. It's like, listen, women have been on the job for a, long, for, for a little over three decades now. So it's like, really, so many women have had babies. So, so I'm like... You know why is it? Why is that something that's so? And then why is that? Why is that? Hold on. Why is that something that's on the contract table? Again, that's another thing, Harry. Why is it on the table? Well, during my reign as division chair, we addressed this. There was a, a station agent who wanted to express milk. Um, she was lactating. She wanted to express milk. We had we had conversations with Sheila Hudson at that time, um, and we made it possible we we took a, a, a facility room painted it up real nice um changed lockers and stuff like that cleaned it up we didn't need it to go in a contract right. what was exactly. wrong with saying this is what we need now i need you to do it is that simple you, this is all this you know magical language that in, that is in here a discussion we're gonna Meet to have a discussion to have a discussion. Construction workers, a hundred at least a hundred people, and they all go to build these rooms. And now, you know, are bi- these people? Oh, this is another thing. Now, are you going to have a, a problem with MOW? Because now, are you broadbanding? Are you hiring people from outside? From outside, scabs. Sca- but this is that's what I thought of. What <laughs> they put it in, like, why is it that you're including how you're going to build a room? 
and the services that you need to give to women. Like, oh, okay, well, we're going to build this room, but now we got so much red tape over getting the room. So that's just telling me it's not going to get done because you're going to have arguments within departments on how it's going to get done. So then in the next contract in 2019, you're going to be like, we're working on your room. No, they're going to have to do it because it's a federal law. Yeah. Now, this is another thing. How are you putting in things that we supposed to have as a conversation? But but they've been doing that. Are we serious? But now they've been saying it, okay, but it's never been like this in a contract before where we're like, oh, so you're going to give us a room now? Like the second part says consideration of pregnancy-related abscesses and chronic absentee charges. We've been so doing, am I'm I sorry. not pregnant? Is this a fake pregnancy? With Cynthia Davis and labor relation, we've been doing this with Cynthia Davis and Anita uh, Miller. We've been doing this. We've been addressing the uh, consideration. We didn't need it in a contract. What was wrong with the officers doing their damn job? And that was and that's saying, what the women's committees champion, used to do, right? That's what we used to do. Yeah. We used to get... Um, discipline pulled back, people given second chances, given ne- um, needed services that they needed. What? Why do we need this you know, in the contract? Let me tell you why. And see, I, look, I look at the union. I look at the union as big kids, and they all want to be like, look what I did. Look what I did. Look like you got um, the stations department, Derek Echevera. Look what I got, y'all. Right. We got um, Latia Chris. Look what I got, y'all. You right. know what I'm saying? It's a whole bunch anything. of that going on. This is all No, no, no. But, exactly. but that's the thing. But when you're dealing with an uneducated membership and they don't know the difference, then it look like wins. And they know this. Right. They, I, I mean, like we it, have... hard fought. If you notice, everything is hard fought. You, it, it, what do you mean hard fought for this? Like you said, it was federal law anyway. It was something that the Transit Authority had to do anyway. Yeah. It was going to be so, And then, and then my, my thing is this. They can't figure out how to give us lunches, but you go figure out how to let women lactate. Right. But, but you, again, how do you, uh, again, we, like she said, in, in, a, in a schedule or, orientated uh, department like RTO, buses and so on and so forth. You know, if a conductor has to go and, 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 and you know, again, where are you going to have these rooms? Are you going to have these rooms all, all along a, a specific line? Exactly. I mean, and then like she said, well, if I'm a bus operator and I feel like that I had to express, do I throw everybody off my bus and I hightail it back to the depot? You know, <laughs> Again, it's like I mean, I mean, I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to get my head around and I'm and not trying to you know be unsensitive to, right. to the issue, but I mean we don't need, we still have areas where we don't even have adequate facilities, co-ed facilities in many departments for our women, and you know I mean it seems like we. You know, shouldn't we be taking care of that first? But yeah. again, it's one of those issues where you, it's, it's, it's definitely something that's needed. Now, I mean, you know, I don't want, before anybody saying, oh, they're so freaking insensitive and this, yeah, that, and yeah, the other. Yeah. No, exactly. it's, yeah. it's something, it's something that's definitely needed. But the problem is, is this, how, again, I'm going to vote on it now. These are conversations that you should have been having with management before it got to contract time. This is another one of those issues that this is something that should have been done before contract time. You shouldn't have to wait till contract time and then wait for you. Again, basically, I'm going to vote on this and then you're going to discuss it after the fact. Who to say when and if it's going to come through? Because as a woman and as some of the uh, uh, leaders, black women that's leading this union, for them to even accept this and wait that damn long, to for this to come to fruition. And again, you're still gonna be waiting even longer. That's the most disgusting part with the boots, with the with with, with so many other issues. I mean, one of the other contract demands was clean air facilities and stuff. I mean Are we supposed to have that? Right. 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 These are 
things that we should be having anyway. I shouldn't have to wait for you to go to sit at a table and negotiate for me for me to breathe better. A, a, a woman shouldn't have to wait for you to go to the table for her to express her breast milk. This is not something. You just go you to just what, go. whatever area you're assigned to and you ask, look, I need facilities because I'm lactating. I'm a lactating mother. And it's done. And then and if it they say no, Channel 7 News and everybody else is sitting Thank up you. there with that woman going, you know, that I, I, this is what I need and they refuse to, to provide Every it. Every council not, member would These be are like, not contract issues, but they are necessary issues. We got to tell but John Sanderson. Goes, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that goes back to the union not using cope funds to get these count the people that they're giving checks to these state council people right. the state senators mm-hmm. we have issues that they could be on top of to get fixed prior to putting it in a contract. we don't need cope or politicians what? for this we need angry women that's mm-hmm. gonna be like this is what we need to do this is not a political issue this is a- no we're no. talking about the issues all across the board from clean air we need women that's going to make that bullshit ass women committee work for them i mean when 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 i sit up there and i look at a women's committee and their main concern was putting together a softball team for for family day when this is the issue that you should have been discussing right okay nobody heard anything about this until now so when i look at a women's committee and they they have a combined age of about 643 years you know something is wrong where's the young where's the young woman let's let's be honest this topic came from when we had our women show here at Progressive Action. And then this came forth. Like, when was that? Yeah. That we had the Three the months show? ago, four months Probably ago. Three, four first, months ago. Show. Yeah. 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 A few a few months ago, we had a women show here at Progressive Action. And now they decided to say, oh, since they're talking about women, let's talk about women. No, you are the union. We can talk here about things that affect us. You're supposed you to take offices. our issues mm-hmm. and solve them. But then you reach out to them too? I don't need you to, to go too? into the union office to talk about the same thing that I'm talking about here. Now, you reached out to them too, right? And they basically rejected you. Yeah, of they, course. they curved never, me. You were, you, no, they don't go do that. No, you, 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 you too young to join that committee. I, I reached out to them, and, and they, they curved me. So. No, nah, you too young. You, she looks. You got about you got about 15 more years before you could join that That's not committee. how this works. That's not how See, any look, of this right, works. Look, 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 look. Check this out right now. Basically, this spins off to another thing. Now, basically, another. But before you move on, I just want to have to say one thing. Didn't you just have a, 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 a baby not too long ago? Yes. Okay, so, so were you again, you, you were a woman. I don't, I don't want to even know that. <laughs> but, but, but you are a young mother. Mm-hmm. You just had a baby that's about one years old. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that it would have been very necessary for you to be on that committee because this is something that you could speak about whereas mm-hmm. exactly Jamel, because Jamel <laughs> Conley put it you got some women they, they can't have no more kids they haven't you know they haven't lactated in all summer so <laughs> you know, you're talking about you're talking about some women you're talking about Jamel <laughs> no, I'm, but you gotta and I have a Jamel <laughs> but you gotta be sensitive you have to be sensitive to to people's <laughs> needs, real needs, real in real time manner. Mm-hmm. Not wait something that you're gonna wait years down the road to say, ooh, 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 look what we did. I mean, we really need to be serious. Like when the last time that they they kids is probably old, like my age. Like let's be real. You know what I'm saying? They should be looking 
for women like you. Now, basically, to spin off of all of this, right, another thing that Governor Cuomo signed into law is the Family Law um, Act, where basically you have up to 12 weeks to take off to, you know, after you have for, for fathers, but it's, mater- it's maternity and paternity, and also to care adoption. for your adoption and to care for your, um, if you have a loved one that's sick at home, you could take up to 12 weeks and care for them. And it'll be at 67% pay at by the time 2020 rolls around. Now, basically, another thing that they could throw in there in our contract is basically, okay, um, we could get run, you know, run pay or full pay or whatever you want to call it. And then also, Another thing is, see, that's the good reason for, you know, the FMLA and increase AVA days and increase OTO time. Because, but again, if a woman responsibly knows that she's going to have a baby or whatever, then you take the, then you take your four weeks vacation, five weeks vacation, and you put it, and you put put it towards the end, you know, towards the, you know, your third trimester, okay? And then, wrong, wrong, because some women might have difficult pregnancies, and they can't wait to full term to go to full term. First of all, why do, hold on, hold on, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. No, I'm about to take you outside. You're wrong. (laughs) Pay attention to our Because a woman is pregnant, she has to now leave her job and use her vacation time. That's what you're okay, saying. Okay, but basically, because no one, no woman told for you. Let's go go back that's into what the, the, you're whole, saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole. Okay. The whole. Why not make reasonable accommodations, accommodations for her to get off the bus and work in the office, get out the train, and I be on the platform? 100%. So now Jamel Wilson is telling me office, I got to use my four weeks vacation. Being, that's discrimination. No, it's not. I'm being realistic because you're again, not being they don't, realistic. They don't have a whole bunch of light duty positions. But that's not. That's not. But you sound like you sound like you sound like management. Look, I'm t- and that's the same thing with that reclassification nonsense with the workers. But you can't but reclassify a pregnant Yeah, exactly. Reclassification no, because you injured is something different that's than something pregnancy. Different, but what I'm the point I'm just trying to make is that they don't have that for everybody. So it's like, what but how office about work, you what supposed office work to make it? You okay? Let's let's really talk. How many pregnant people? First of all, how many women are on the job, and how many women are getting pregnant at the same time on the job? It's not, so not, not many. I mean, not a whole not lot, many. but I mean, I have seen it to where a few multiple. How many? But Give me a number. I've, I've seen it to where two or three women. In okay, the so we got three time. women in the depot, and you're telling me you can't make a, a accommodation. Listen, that they up, have to go out to the, and use their sick time, the their vacation. No, you, you're sitting here actually sounding like management. No, I'm not. Kick, no, yes, I'm you not. are. Like, no, go I'm use not. your vacation time. I'm telling you, it's real. Okay, we have we, other men out have, here. Harry, what do you think? <laughs> I think I think that they should produce work. Uh, there's other offices. I mean, MTA owns a lot of properties. They own a lot of offices and so on and so forth. Nobody says that you have to... Uh, clean a depot or anything else like that where you're pregnant. Put them in an office. Uh, they can shred papers, shred file, pa- papers. Right, file papers, whatever. <laughs> oh, you said shred papers. They could. Yeah. Now, when NYPD is pregnant, when the cop is pregnant, she's taking off her, 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 her file detail. Duty. To, to, and, she, and she's I mean, done, she's in the precinct filing papers, shredding papers, and taking complaints. I, or, or again, since the union has that that labor benefit account or whatever the case may <laughs> oh, be. Oh Lord. Okay. That's no. Much fun. You you can you. This is they, they should they should be able to provide work 
you know, for, for women so they don't have to burn up all of the time because, again, they're going to have to use that time for, you know, once they have their baby. So they, being, being yeah, pregnant, being baby, pregnant yeah. producing life right. shouldn't be a punishment. It shouldn't no, be. No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. be a penalty. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they have to provide work. So you telling them that they got to use time that they earn to produce life is dead wrong. Right. They should be given the opportunity to work, and the, the TA should create positions for them Directly for that, no ifs, ands, or buts. Because well, in no, the garage, they, they could do the OVCR cards. You know, mm-hmm. once they collect them, they could do the OVCR cards. I'm, I'm quite sure they have issues, at things in stations and RTO that they can do. So the jobs are out there. It's just yeah, the they, point of them producing yeah. those jobs. It's yeah. the point of the union again not waiting the contract time to to uh, negotiate help management. A, a committee. And, yeah, and, yeah, right. yeah. Instead of waiting to put the committee together, these are things that you need to be talking about. And don't wait till contract time because again, you have people. You have people out here suffering. You have families that's out here suffering, and it shouldn't wait. It's not a three every three year issue that you should be discussing. You should bring that up now and take care of it right now. Okay, now Mike is one thirty. So basically, we, we haven't touched on anything in RTO. So basically, let's touch on RTO and and what's going on Ooh. in RTO with the. Uh, with these uh, juicy uh, gains that y'all got in RTO. Wow. Um, mm, well, one of the, probably the most biggest and the most controversial uh, items in this contract, and I would have been remiss if I didn't touch on this for RTO members that are out there listening, is there's an agreement in place now for, as they call it, the creation of an alternative 40-hour work week. Um, the TA is going to be looking at ways, if this contract is ratified, to create an alternate 40-hour work week. Um, now, there's a, you know, a lot of different proposals and stuff that's floating around there, but uh, I've seen one where they're talking about creating a three-day work week, um, and I've seen in a lot of the other departments they're talking four, but in, RT, in RTO, particularly in construction flagging and miscellaneous work train operators, they're looking at a three-day work week uh, where you'll be working 13 hours and 20 minutes a day. Uh, If this actually goes through, this will basically kill construction flagging and miscellaneous work trains as we know it. Uh, It will eliminate pretty much all of the overtime. You know, many members are probably in those particular uh, functions, probably earn $20,000, $40,000 over their base pay annually, just in their overtime earnings. If they introduce this three-hour work week, it will totally destroy that. And our vice president had basically has signed off on, a, uh, on an agreement with Witten Habersham, who's the senior vice president of the Department of Subways, uh, and they basically memorialized this in the letter. And uh, he says, uh, and the letter was dated January 16, 2017, and uh, it's titled Reference Alternative 40-Hour Work Week. And he says, Dear Mr. Poor, this is to memorialize our discussion and agreement in regards to the creation of an alternative work week schedule in the Division of Service Delivery, RTO. So this is something, it's an, it's an RTO-wide agreement but they're going to actually use construction flagging and miscellaneous work trains as the proving grounds, the test ground. The parties recognize that as a result of an influx of additional capital construction projects during weekend hours for work train operators and construction flaggers, 
Operational needs require flexibility with scheduling. As such, the parties agreed to meet within 90 calendar days following the ratification of the parties' collective bargaining agreement to discuss a mutually agreed upon alternative work week schedule, working conditions, and pay provisions. So basically everything, the whole ball of wax is up for discussion. Should the parties fail to reach an agreement at the conclusion of the 90 days, the parties may extend the period to have further discussion upon mutual agreement. If the after aforementioned reflects your understanding, please indicate your concurrence below. Very truly yours, Winton Habersham, Senior Vice President, Department of Subways. And underneath, concur for Transport Workers Union, Local 100, Kia Poo, Vice President, RTO. Now, he signed this agreement and basically they had some other, uh, other items that they agreed to in the, in the divisional uh, demands. But what's important about this and the reason why I maintain that this is going to be a, the creation of a three-day work week because there was something that Mr. Pua had did probably about a month prior to this which sort of really set the stage for what's going to come down the pipe with this three-day work week. Um, on December the 8th, he had entered into a stipulation of agreement with senior management and RTO where they basically took uh, functions of the conductor's job, uh, where they took the platform controller duties and construction flagging, and they combined it to create one job. And they basically were going to have, depending on whether you work AM or PM, they'll have it where you, if you work PMs, you'll, you will flag three days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then you'll work the platform two days a week. And then the other two days you'll be off, your RDOs. Um, and if you work AMs, you basically will flag on Saturday and Sunday and then you'll work the platform two days, and then you'll be off uh, two days. Now, when he agreed to this, he prepackaged days off, so they don't have any, any, uh, any weekends. Uh, the schedule is already planned out so that whether you worked a.m. or p.m., you either had like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and then your, your days accordingly in terms of uh, what days you work the platform and what days you, you flag. Um, this agreement, I believe, this stipulation, it, it sort of set the stage for how they want to move this alternative 40-hour work week. Now, what they did once he signed this agreement, because they had initially wanted to probably introduce this before the pick that we're into now started, because this pick we're in now came into effect around November. So if you look at the actual stipulation of agreement, it was actually dated for November, and then they crossed it out, and, and they hand-wrote December. That's crazy. That, why would you handwrite? So, well, because they didn't, they, didn't actually, they didn't actually sat down and had that meeting in November. The, yeah, exactly. TA, the TA was looking to get this in sooner, but for whatever reason, and probably you know, with other things that were going on, they didn't ink this deal until, until a bit later. So what they did after they signed this, they, they created a vacancy bid because you can't actually introduce jobs into the work program in the middle of the pick. So what they did was they created a vacancy bid to basically create these uh, 60 positions. 
So they have 40 of them in the, uh, in the A division and 20 in the B division. And with various numbers and so forth. Uh, and they had times in, in terms of and location of where you work, including your days off. Um, I don't think they got sufficient numbers that bidded on those jobs in the vacancy bid, but they did have some members, at least 21 members, at least uh, covered the 60 jobs. <coughs> and it's interesting now because we're in the B division pick now, and I haven't had a chance to look at the uh, the uh, the work the new work program. But these jobs will be placed on the new work program. So whereas folks have, may have had an, an option to bid on it now, it will be placed on the permanent pick uh, in the A division when they come up and pick in a few months and right now in the B division. And, and what this agreement now is, is, is going to do, because you already have a, a department where right now we currently have 579 pick flaggers. Um, and they're talking about increasing the number of flaggers probably by another 100, 150 more uh, probably in the next pick. And they're talking about based on the demands, the capital work that's coming. They've been Well, actually, they've been saying this for the last two years, and we haven't seen the work. Um, you know, members can't get weekends off as it is now. You know, out of 600, we may have, we may have maybe only – five weekend slots, Saturday, Sundays, that they'll give out to the entire 600 population. Uh, just as an example, last weekend alone on Sunday, we had at least four pages of members who were sitting on the board, wow, work is assigned with no work because they have such an overabundance of manpower and they have no place to put these workers. But yet, you're telling us that you need, you need all these additional, additional flaggers. And the reason, what was interesting, when, when Kia Pua signed this stipulation, he went on Facebook and RTO information, and he was talking that the reason why he had to do this was because he agreed to this because this was his way of trying to really keep MOW out of our department. <laughs> <laughs> that been a lie for the longest. Yeah. And... Uh, but meanwhile, you know, instead of him just supporting my grievance that I had on the books for more than two years now, and I actually took the union to PERB in which he signed a sworn, a sworn affidavit asking PERB and joining forces with TA management to have my PERB charge dismissed. So, you know, they say one thing, but then, they, but then their actions say something totally different. Now, you said working with TA management. That's the union, correct. The union working with management. Yes. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I came to uh, initially have a pre-conference hearing back in June on my PERB charge, uh, when I came to uh, PERB down at 55 Hanson, I was sitting at a table by myself. Across the table was... T.A. Labor Relations, Lenny Axelrod. They had T.A. Lawyer. They had the union hired uh, outside counsel to represent the case. And they had uh, sitting right behind the labor relations and the union lawyer was Crystal Young, <laughs> along with another rep. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I spoke to somebody about Crystal, and it was some of her, her, her union people. 
And I was like, I wonder why Crystal came to Stillwell by herself. They said that's what she wanted. She wanted to roll with JP and them. And I believe that JP and them is using her to come to RTO because I believe they're going to make some type of major move next year for the presidency. I believe that's going down. I, so, I could see so, that. so Samuelson, if you don't know, know that JP and, and company is in RTO to get a presence down there to try to make a move because he, he may just run against you next election if you don't promote him and take your ass to the international. I hope JP is next on, on the list because anybody will be able to be him. Yeah, the same, the same man that told Latanya, who's from the division, that she can't come into the division is going to go into RTO to, you know, a totally different division. Sums up. I mean, they, they, they definitely got their ship rocked right. in Stillwell. So they, go, they know they're not welcome too, too much in, in RTO, and I like that. Yeah, I still have one more question, too. I was just looking at the dates that we're supposed to get these raises. Now, the first one is on January 16th. Why the next one is not till February 16th? That's why I staggered. That's why it's not really 12 months. Right. That's where the 2.1s and the stuff come I in. Know, because Yeah, that, again, just pointing that out to yeah. people because we usually get it on the anniversary. Yeah, but so. it's, they doing that because it can't be a, a year is 12, 12 months. months. I don't, care what, I don't I care what part of the world right. that you exactly. want. Exactly. Uh, a John wow. Samuelson year is 12 it's plus months. <laughs> 13, 13 and 14 months. months. John, John Sam, what's, his, what's, what's, what's John Samuelson's full name? I don't know. John, John Scammy. John, no. Sam, John Samuelson, get the fuck out of here. That's oh. right. Oh, that, oh. Get the fuck out of here. That's his new name. I thought you was asking, did he have a middle name or something? I don't, I don't and, know. And that name. $500 chump sum comes, uh, comes said, in March. Hold on. 15 months later. He said, yeah, five, comes in March. He said $5 chump sum. Yeah, $500, right. No, chump Fif- sum. 15, 15 not, not months lump later. Sum. Not lump sum, chump sum. Yeah, chump change. <laughs> Jump change. Yeah, fifteen months later in March. But that, but but that's the thing. When whenever you dealing with budgets and and and, <coughs> and other kind of economics, it's from whatever that date is to whatever that next date, date is. is. Right. The only thing he's doing, he staggered. They staggered the dates. This is how you know they working with management. Mm-hmm. They staggered the dates to help management save money. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why we should get maintainers next year, night differential next year longevity pay next year if we sign in the contract this mm-hmm. year what's the rush i want you to go to arbitration so we could get our stuff next year whatever the arbitrator get us and we'll be right on time That's how right. can you negotiate a contract where things start next year and you don't tell ta well you can start it next year but it's retro as soon as we sign this contract well again maybe that ex- that's another reason to explain why he thinks it's 2.5 you know and he says well i got you two i got you 0.5 more than what they were willing to give you, which, again, <laughs> the, the fuzzy math got to stop. Yeah. It, it has to stop. And, and, then, and then, you know, once again, I did research, and I keep telling them, they, they talk about, you know, These people. alternative facts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Pe- we're in that realm now. People talk about, you know, going to school. One thing school teach you, two things school teach you is discipline, and most of the time how to do research. I'm great at doing the research. That one point. 9% or 1.6% inflation from 2016 which shouldn't apply to 2017 because we can't use the inflation rate from la- from last year to buy goods for this year or whatever the case is. So when you look at when you look at um the inflation rate, the inflation rate was for the northeast region of New York 
I mean, Northeast region period, which includes Connecticut, New York, parts of New Jersey and other states of state. We work and live in the metropolitan area. There's an inflation rate specifically for the metropolitan area. The, the, the Department of Labor did not separate it because New York City is just so much better. But there's a difference in everything in New York City, even with the rest of the country. So they didn't do the research. Or maybe they did. Maybe they didn't think nobody was going to dig into it. The inflation rate for New York City is 2.1%. Our raise technically is 2.14. So we did not beat inflation. In fact, we probably just broke even with inflation, if you want to call it that. So we work for the, the, like I said, the inflation rate was for the metropolitan area. We work for the Metropolitan Transit Authority, not the Regional Transit Authority. You know what I'm saying? It's simple stuff that they trying to fool us with. And then you had uh, Wichard saying, oh, but it's, it's workers that, that, that live in Jersey and, and, and all this other kind of, all right, how many he workers? Lives there, how many maybe. How many workers live in, he do, he live in Connecticut or something, I mean, um, Pennsylvania or something like that. But how do you, um, how do you say, talk about the, the worker, the refugees? Right. What about the people right. who live here? Why did they become refugees? Because of that 2.1, not because of that 1.9 right. that you're That's trying right. to say that. You all, we passed inflation and, and we did this. And we can't, once again, we can't use 2016 inflation. John Samuelson, where's your, your economic forecasters to tell us what the inflation rate will be for 2017, 18, and 19? Where's those numbers at? Because we don't know if we beat inflation because the research wasn't done. And if you take it back to the arbitration award um, in 2009, the arbitrator factored in. Um, he, they forecasted um, inflation rates from Global Insight that the TA use. Global Insight is the, is the economic forecasters that um, the TA use, and they use those numbers. That's how we got 2%, two 2% two raises in 2009 and 2010, and a 3% raise the following year, which gave us 11.75% um, or whatever the case is because of the, the health benefits was included in that also. So, Mr. So, we need to not be afraid of arbitration because when you go to arbitration, they talking about we going to lose, we going to lose everything we work for, stations going to lose. Work rules and none of that stuff is going to be factored in. We only going to talk about wages and benefits. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're correct. I mean, That's anything, correct. They, they, I mean, anything that they – management is not going to go into all this other stuff. They're just basically going to go in there talking about wages. If you're going into arbitration and you're strong, you can still – Keep what you have if you're strong. If you're just going in and you're saying, well, look, because they voted the contract down, I'm going to look to screw them over and, and not give them what we already agreed upon. And not, I'm not going to go and fight and make sure that we keep what we already well, agreed let, upon. Well, let's be technical. Mm -hmm. let's, use they, let's use their narrative because it's easy to trip them up with their own narrative. Isn't the Me Too clause almost reflective of arbitration? Yeah. Yeah, because don't we got to go back to the table? It ain't exactly. automatic. Exactly. Don't we got to go back to the table? And, and negotiate. Right. And, 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 negotiate. And, and hold on. And management can say, well, give me some of that stuff back from the station. That's right. That's right. Isn't that reflective of That's arbitration? Right. But again, why would you want to reopen a contract, period? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of the most dangerous things that you can do because, like you said, then they could turn around and say, well, give me back this and give me back that. That's what It did that's happen what with Willie James. Right. But remember, that's what Walder wanted to do with that right. last 2%. That, right. And that's, that's why, why he laid the people off because he wanted- well, Sorry, the layoffs. Yeah. yeah he, right. wanted, uh, Rod, he wanted John to reopen the contract to not- 
you know, give up that last two percent that last that Roger 2%. had negotiated. The two percent or the three percent? Yeah, the three percent. The last raise. Yeah. The last raise. The last raise. So why would you want to reopen a contract? I don't understand. If you thought that the language, you thought you were such a good thing, you're going to wait, sit around and wait for Long Island Rail, or Long Island Railroad to come up. Why didn't you include Metro North? Because they make more. Why didn't you include? Matter of fact, why didn't you include uh, San Francisco? Why didn't you include San Francisco Transit, Boston Transit? They make more money than we do. Okay, so why didn't you include them? So it, 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 it's just stupid that you would want to reopen a contract when you should have done it right the first damn time. Exactly. So we'll make, if, if they saying, once again, their narrative again, we did the best we could. We could. It was a hard-fought fight. So if you're, you're going to be forced to go back to the table if LR, um, Long Island Railroad get right. more than us. Right. Because it's the clause. But didn't we hear the same thing in the last contract? This was the best we could. This is the best mm -hmm. we can do. Is a bit of, or the, the term that I hate is that bittersweet shit. Okay? I hate those words. Don't tell me about a bittersweet contract. I cannot take bittersweet to pay my damn mortgage <laughs> in the first of the month. Okay? I'm going to give you a half of it because it's, it's bittersweet. I'm going to give you part of it now. I'm going to give you part of it later. That, that doesn't help pay our bills. Again, when you're talking about people that are making over $100,000, in some cases close to $300,000, I don't want to hear bittersweet. I want to hear, and I don't want to keep hearing about inflation. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about well, how much money Raises. does this transit have, mm -hmm. okay? And how then, and then how, how can we get a raise of 5% when the first time in history the transit said that we are okay. They said we okay. Right. <laughs> how how we get five percent? And he said so if they was fuck, membership if, beating that yo negotiations was going yeah, well. So if they so was, there was no drama. If they was fucked up, then what we would have got one right. percent or that no was percent. One thing again, the one thing that Roger always said when we the first negotiation session I ever did with Roger, he said you don't you it's don't negotiate predicated. based on what they, have, what they have because when they don't have shit are you going to take a pay cut That's when right. they don't have so you make yep. them come yep. up with yep. the money your because the money is they find the money right. find the money that's, the, I mean, that's the, not my problem they did if you took a look at the 2009 contract if you see they, they showed transit this is where you have money at right. this is well, where you saved and now we want ours I wish management would tell me we don't got the money my, my next words would be I'm sorry to hear that I ain't trying to hit. Come up with that bread. Well, my thing is, again, did we have an actuary this time? Because, no. again, every time I see something, it's a cost out of what the newspapers put in. It's not a cost out. They're quoting the newspapers over and over again about what our contractors work. The, the uh, union is not putting that out. They quoted the Times. They quoted this one. They quoted the, the chief. chief. They're not quote. They're not. They don't have an actuary, so nobody's actually costing out these contracts for us, so, which is horrible negotiation. So I didn't see this time. How much is this contract worth? Did they, what, did 600 and, did they say 600 Yeah, I thought it was like 650 million yeah, or something like that. 650 million again. What, toward transit <laughs> benefit? Exactly. <laughs> but, Tramel, to underscore what you said, um, when we look back at the, at the 2009 arbitration award, we got 2-2, which was put in uh, six-month increments mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in 2009, 2-2 two -two in 2010. Correct. And three percent in two thousand eleven, mm -hmm. and then when you factor in the fact that the uh, the Help healthcare sure. contribution was reduced to one point five on the base, mm -hmm. you know that was another a uh, little more than a half a half a percentage point. But we lost that during arbitration. Remember, we didn't have it when in two thousand five <coughs> when they the members voted that contract. No, you talking about two thousand nine? Right. No, this is no, the two thousand nine. Yeah, well, we got it, but what we, we got it capped on forty hours in right. two thousand nine. Yeah. Right. So we came out, you know, 11.771. 11 and 
Mind you, 2009, we were coming off. How was the economy? We were no. coming off the, the worst. We were coming off the worst recession since the Great Depression. That's right. No, it was starting. So, so it defies logic to me to simply say that when they try to put doom and gloom out there and saying, oh, well, if you vote it down, you know, you're going to get something much terribly worse at arbitration. You know, the facts tell a totally different story. The, right. the, what the MTA did was tell Samuelson, get this contract passed. We go cut you a check to go into one of your funds. And we go live life ha- happily ever after. Right. But if you're talking about now of, of the economy and I see in one of the letters, you know, the, the, the Trump factor is, is blatant all over one of the pages. If you're so afraid that you're taking these pennies now, what do you think the economy is going to be like in 2019 with Trump and his boys running? Because you're already saying that you're afraid of what they're going to do and the cuts that they're going to make. So what the hell do you think you're going to get us in 2019? So don't you think it would be uh, behooving of you to, to get to what get we need? Now. To get it now as opposed to waiting until 2019? That makes no sense to me. You know, and another thing, Harry, you know, they're also thinking that they also want to pass this contract because, remember now, Earl Phillips said at the mass membership meeting that they're $3 million in the red. So basically now this is what they're getting in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the funds portion of a paragraph. It says they're going to combine the child care fund, the training fund, and the and health the, benefit. Um, with the dental, right, 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 dental. right, right. The dental benefit, and they're going to combine it, and it's all supposed to create, and it's supposed to create one big new trust. Okay, plus they're going to get three million dollars on top of that to go to that um, that slush fund you talk about, the labor benefit account. <laughs> I, I, so basically, it's like yo, Paul Robin from Peter. That, that's 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 the sound that we got to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. But Sound I don't wanna. I know it was good. Right? <laughs> no. it, it was good, right? Have a front tear this No, we, we just go keep this simple. How y'all voting? How you voting? No. How you voting, Jocelyn? Hell no. No, that's go get your ballot thrown now. How you voting? <laughs> no. 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 Just filled mine Mr. out. Mr. Staten, how you voting? They need to take their ass back to the table, and we need to make sure when they go back that. The members are speaking loud and clear in terms of what we want. Uh, I just want to remind the people who's voting yes, um, vote hell yes. Let them know that you're proud. Send your ballots in February 13th. If you want to send it in with love, send it in February 14th. It's all good. And um, they will be waiting, waiting, right? Hell yeah, hell yes. Whatever you want to say, just write more than yes on it. Triple A is go love it. They probably count your ballot twice. And um, that's our show for, th- for today. Next week. Oh, we ain't going to have a show next week, right? Yeah, we got a show next week. We do? Oh, okay, okay. We got a show next and week. And our anniversary is coming up. The anniversary wow. is yeah. coming up. But, yeah, but that's the week we're not having a show. Yeah, but it's all good. Um, our anniversary is coming up, so y'all cake ain't, y'all, wait, y'all not buying cake and inviting everybody? <laughs> why, why we gotta buy the cake? Because exactly. oh no 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 no, have, no 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 we're gonna have a little something. No, Just no, check out no the why we got no page. why we gotta buy the cake? We exactly. done, we, we, done, we done gave the members so much valuable information. We should have about fifty fucking cakes up here. We gonna and have we, pay, they, and we, we should have a potluck this. exactly. Yeah. If you coming up to the show on our anniversary, bring a, bring a dish and a bottle. You can't come in without one. I thought you said we gonna have some pot. <laughs> All right, that's today's show. Oh, hold on, about your Valentine Valentine's Day. Oh um, yeah, point the hub because the, she's Justin, slipping what's over. What's happening here. with the Valentine's Day? On um, Monday, folks. February thirteenth, we're going to be at Stuyvesant Gardens. 
um, giving a seniors dance for the senior citizens on Valentine's Day. Yeah, so look, bring your bring yeah. bring, bring your 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 grandparents, your check old the page. Aunt um, that still you know, think she got it. Your nana, <laughs> you know, your uncles. We probably need some, some more men to hey, show let, up. Let's invite the women's committee. Um <laughs> 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 and um you know we're gonna you know just do something nice out in the community take your you know your energy and do things um and that's gonna be monday february 11th check out the progressive action page for the details we're gonna be color coordinated having fun listening to some old jams and everything old jams yeah all right so that's the show we'll catch y'all later y'all have a good night peace all right have a good night everybody peace. good night